back, everybody, to another day of trading on the floor of Dynasty Wall Street. Russ, John, Travis here again to use Dynasty Trade Calculator and all of its calculating, rankings, and just sexiness to help you win your fantasy leagues and make some trades and just have a grand old time because that's what we're here for. Except for I'm starting quarterback and this one did not bring joy to many, many, many people. I'm I'm absolutely I saw the low hanging fruit and I jumped for it. I was the first person to say what position they're taking. I grabbed quarterback and it is very relevant to two of us in this conversation right now. We're talking Joe Burrow. Okay. <laughs> um, trade addicts 10. John is very much competing, has Joe Burrow on his team. I am very much no longer competing, which breaks my heart. And, you know, we're trying to work on a deal. We'll, we'll see how it goes. Um, but let's let's start talking about Joe Burrow, who is out for the rest of the season. I believe I saw once or twice post-surgery. It's like a four-month recovery period, which means he'll be more than ready for all of the off-season stuff, which to me is a very good thing because he'll get that practice in. He'll get that time to get the rust off. He'll maybe get a game in on in the preseason to just get a little up to game speed again after not playing for this long. So, I mean, then it comes down to how much value do you take off of a what is he, a 26-year-old stud quarterback just because he's missing seven games? Of course, they are very important seven games. You'd much rather be the first seven instead of the last seven, but I guess you can't control that. In the calculator, Joe Burrow comes in at 57.1. Coming in at 57 exactly is the 101 and the 111. If you are rebuilding... You have these picks because you, you know, when you're rebuilding, you want multiple firsts. Would you give up your first and what looks to be practically a championship first to just solidify getting Joe Burrow? You don't want to take the risk on Caleb. You know, you saw Burrow. Do you give up the 101 and 111 for Joe Burrow? Hmm. It seems fair. I'm not giving up Burrow for less than that. Um, uh, not either. Yeah. But, yeah, I'm, I'd probably get, I mean, I definitely want Burrow well over the 101. And the 111 at that point doesn't but, seem like too much. Yeah, it's it's probably like, I really, could I, could I, is there a way to get, can I get like maybe the 207 or something back too? Like, <laughs> does it just make me feel a little bit better? Uh, but yeah, ultimately, I, I think that's probably not a terrible thing. Like you earned the 101, that's why you yeah. have that. And you acquired the 111 for you know, some aging running back or some aging wide receiver, you probably feel pretty good about turning that into Joe Burrow. So, yeah, I think I'd take Joe Burrow in that case. Yeah, I think so, too. I mean, it's just uh, he may be, you know, not the, the perfect, like, top five quarterback that uh, we thought he might be even just a couple years ago, and he's injured. But I think long term, he's still a top tier, you know, a top 10-ish uh, quarterback projection for – quite some time. So I think, uh, you know, you already hit kind of on, on that. And so the hope with those picks is that they hit and become something like Burrow. And so, yeah, I think I'm okay with that. value. He's got his deal. He's got a security. They're going <clears> to <throat> keep chase. Yeah. There's a good chance. They work their way into uh, being able to draft uh, a pretty solid T Higgins recover uh, replacement. So mm -hmm. 
it's not like they're not going to give him wide receivers. <laughs> no. So. But yeah, that that value in particular did make me think, though. So thank you for that, Russ. <laughs> <laughs> See, I easily give this up for Joe Burrow. I don't sell Joe Burrow for this. Now, like I, I'm with Travis a bit where it will take a Peyton Manning-esque season for him to be the QB1, which doesn't seem to exist anymore because we still have players like Hertz and Allen who have the ability to have those throwing numbers, but are also going to put up a whole lot of fantasy points on the, on the ground, which Joe Burrow just doesn't do. No, but he's really, 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 really good. And the Bengals have shown that they are going to put talent around him. So mm. I, I, I'm not worried about that. I, I do think T Higgins is probably gone. And I do agree with John they are now bettering their draft spot to be able to either a get a good offensive lineman to stand in front of him or b just grab. I mean, I'm sure they're not going to get Marvin Harrison jr. At this point, but like, Oh man, imagine that Marvin Harrison jr. Across <laughs> our chase. Like, yeah, that would be ridiculous. I mean, th- there's going to be like at least four, if not five or six first round wide receivers. So, yeah, uh, they could certainly be, be in the mix 10. for one of those. Does and, anyone besides Marvin Harrison Jr. belong in the top 10? Yes, uh, in terms oh, of overall draft picks. As the top wide receiver. <laughs> yeah. In, in terms of like overall NFL draft slot? Yeah. Yeah, Malik Neighbors, I think, is going to go top 10 as well. There are some people that want Keon Coleman to be that guy, and he's not. But uh, Malik Neighbors is just out of this world uh, really fun. And so if you paired him with, with Jamar Chase, that would be – that <laughs> would be uh, so absurd. But Burrow reminds me right now, like the early 2010s, um, Matt Stafford, like where he had a couple huge injuries and missed some time. But we we understood that he was going to be incredible. He started, I think his very first year, he was not that great, actually. Uh, but, you know, he missed some time. But after he came back from the injuries, it was like, OK, he's still going to be a franchise quarterback for a decade because he's just so freaking good. And does he add a bunch of value with his legs? No, he doesn't. But has he been a fantastic uh, above uh, replacement level starter in this league and very good starter in this league for a long time? Yes. And so I think that's that's the kind of trajectory we could see from Burrow. And I think if you held on to somebody like a Stafford over the last, you know, better part of a decade or more in Dynasty Leagues, you've been happy because you haven't had to replace him. You haven't had to scrape and, and, and claw for, you know, some kind of replacement most of the time. He, he's missed some time even later. Uh, even recently, but uh, th- that kind of trajectory for me kind of fits the profile of where Burrow is right now. And so that that makes it easier uh, for me understanding the level of talent, uh, the safety, like you said, John, and where he is contractually and the weapons wise. I think, um, yeah, just it, 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 we'd probably be overthinking it. Uh, and uh, maybe I was even just moments ago <laughs> uh, how easy it should be to take Burrow for that. Yeah, I'm even more convinced now that like. I wouldn't even flinch. <laughs> I, I am curious uh, how close Justin Fields might be to the 111. Oh, that's not cool. At all. I, he has to hold on. Uh, you know he's exactly. Certainly more, he's certainly more than that. Come on. Russ happens to have the 101. Re- recency bias from uh, the game last night. I mean, we were recording this on, on Tuesday. Yeah, uh, but again, bringing up the fact that... Justin Fields in the 101 or Joe Burrow? Oh, Justin Fields is at 37.6. Oh, I don't care about the trade calculator. I do. I I need points to be made right here. I mean, we're talking he's worth the 102, just saying. John. 
because oh, I'm not going to get Justin the, Fields in the one one for Burrow. Yeah, that's that's not going to happen. <laughs> might no have way. to go. Might have to go with uh, like Joe Burrow in the one eleven to one twelve for Fields in the one one. Ooh. Oh my gosh! There we go. That that's might chaos. be. That might do it, Russ. Oh. It won't do it at all. Um, <laughs> I, I need that one on one to get me much more than. You're literally in the situation right now where you could get Joe Burrow for the one one plus fields. Yeah, but I already have quarterbacks, and if uh, I that's my problem trading away one. I never want to use it to trade up. To do someone. you? You have Daniel Jones. Yeah, that's and Justin count. Fields. I'm fine with that. Daniel Jones is a running back. What's All that? right, let's get to the list. <laughs> okay, so like, of, of course, there's a, a list didn't really seem to make sense because. Like, so really, all I'm going to ask is, who would you trade Joe Burrow straight up for right now? And I mean, some of it needs to be a little realistic coming back the other way around, but it really won't. Um, I threw a lot of guys, which I think are going to be easy answers up top because I just grabbed everyone. Um, so I mean, we have to answer this from two sides of the coin. Right. That's the only way you can do it. So Joe Burrow or Justin Herbert? Which are we contending right now? Or not contending. If you have Joe Burrow, you are contending. Let's just pretend if you have these other players, you are not contending. Okay. So we're looking for the points. Yeah, I mean, you, I would take you want I, points to send away Joe Burrow. And if you are receiving Joe Burrow, you don't care about points. Correct. I would take Herbert if I want the points. I would as well. I would take him anyway. Regardless. Yeah. I think that's the answer. Lamar Jackson. I would take Lamar. Yep. If I want Same. Points. Same. CJ Stroud. I would, I would take, take Stroud. I would take Stroud as well. Yeah. yeah. Right now. I think I would take Stroud in any scenario, honestly. That, yeah, I mean, that could come back to bite us, but I still take Stroud. Yep. Um, okay, so here's now where I thought it would actually start to get interesting. Tua. I'm taking Tua right now if I'm trying to contend. I am as well. Even the guy that's still in the mix for MVP. <laughs> yeah. Would I give up Tua for Burrow if I'm not contending? I want something on top of Tua. To get to give away Burrow, I think you can get something on top of Tua. I just think I just don't. I, I think I if it's just straight up, who would I prefer and who? I think I'd, I'd lean Tua just barely. Hmm. I mean, I mean, if Tua, I'm not Tua, contending, I Tua I came out Burrow, of the gate but... crushing it, but I, he broke twenty points twice in the past five weeks. Like he hasn't been great. How, how long is he going to have to be like schedule. really great for us to just realize, hey, he's just going to be good? I, I think we're I'm I think we're there. Um, and, and the like, honestly, him coming out of the gate and scoring thirty points twice in the first three weeks absolutely skewed what we our expe- expectations were. But he mm-hmm. he settled. You know, he is a fifteen to twenty five point per week scorer regardless of how well that offense does that just seems to be where his scores are falling so i'm taking burrow straight up over to uh all right the next person on the list is trevor lawrence definitely prefer prefer burrow actually yeah i would need a i would need way more than i would need on top of tua uh to get the burrow yeah that there's that seems like a pretty if he's the the next up there seems like a pretty hard Hard line for me there. I think Kyler is going to be the next one. He is. Yeah. Mm. That's going to be because I think we we I think we both like Kyler more than Trevor Lawrence at this point. 
Yeah. Um, yeah. So Trevor Lawrence finally coming off of some good showings. I would put Kyler right there with Tua. I so I'm realistic. I know I'm gonna have to pay the price if I am contending with Burrow and I want those points. I know I'm not probably getting anything on top of Tua or anything on top of Kyler. The on top of are the points I'm gonna get over the next seven weeks. Like yeah, that's the on top of. I that's know I'm value. paying that tax. Um, which sucks, but look, that's sometimes what you have to do because people are like Russ and they're like, well, I know I've got you over a barrel. You have to get rid of Burrow. Uh, otherwise, you're going to be starting Jake <laughs> Browning in your playoffs. And do you really want to do that? So they're like, no, we'll give you a field straight up. Uh, I mean, says the guy who, hold on, put up 168 yeah. points starting Jake I Browning. And, and yeah, you did. You played someone who scored 172. Yeah. But Jake Browning putting up 15, Tua putting up yeah. 12. John still scored 167.9. My team, mm. and I have Mark Andrews on IR too, by the way. That yeah. team was so good. God damn it. I did his injuries. In the Dynasty Trade Calculator uh, Champions League, uh, which has been going on since 2016, my QB2 is Dorian Thompson Robinson because, oh <laughs> oh because yeah, I had, I mean, I had Jalen Hurts and uh, Kirk Cousins, <clears throat> but uh, Kirk Cousins is obviously. No longer with us for the season, and uh, so I'm in trouble. Uh, but I did just put almost you know 200 points up anyway because I have like Travis Kelsey and Tyreek Hill and other players, and so it's just it's just so frustrating because I know I'm going to have to pay the tax here in the coming weeks yep. and yep. Uh, get and make a move like this, uh, and probably move I mean, a, a Kirk yeah, Cousins yeah, you know to, to get a you know some kind of upgrade. So I mean, I, it's interesting to think through this because I'm, I'm going to have to pay up here shortly yeah. uh, in a similar fashion. All if right, you can so, do it without paying out, that's the dream. But like, let's be honest. I know I'm going to have to, if I'm giving up Burrow and trade addicts, I'm giving him up and I'm taking a massive value hit to mm -hmm. go for that trophy. I understand yeah. that. I think the trade I offered you wasn't a massive hit, yeah. um, but let's, let's get back to the list. So Kyler or Joe Burrow. You're trying to get Andrews from me too. <laughs> well, I didn't say it was going to be easy for you, but it's not a massive hit. I'm trying to give you. I, think I, I know. I, know. I, I think I slightly. Lean Kyler, but I would I would be okay going for a Kyler and uh, trying to get something back if I could, just because that's that you have to. But uh, I think that's that's probably the end of the tier that I would be okay moving for. The reason I haven't moved Burrow, and this is probably my overarching theme of Joe Burrow, is as always, don't trade the injured player to replace the injured player. Yeah. But mostly, look, I do have Jake Browning, I do have Tommy DeVito, I'm. I want to have a better quarterback, but maybe after a couple of weeks, I'll be like, okay, I can get by with Jake Browning. And then I don't have to take that value hit. Or at least my desperation stink wears off. <laughs> and, and the jackals in the league <laughs> realize, okay, maybe I shouldn't try to take this much advantage. Maybe I should just try to get Burrow and maybe they're, Maybe I won't seem as desperate because I hey I can get by on Jake Browning. I didn't do it this week. Damn it! So close though. <laughs> All right. So what's your choice? Number one seed. Kyler or Burrow? Contender. I'm taking Kyler. I mean, I yeah. like I said, I understand I'm paying the tax. It sucks. Yep. But right. It's what you do. That's yeah. Just yeah. one more, just because of the way he's scoring. Dak. Dak. I think I we talked about it. Dak last week, did we? Didn't yeah. we? Yeah. I think I'm the highest on Dak in this group. Yes. 
But you are, but I'm. I don't think either. I'm not low on Dak. I'm just right. he's, he's not one for one for Burrow. No, I think yeah, and, and even even though I think they're closer than uh, many might believe, I that's tough because you're you're having to probably I don't know what you'd have to do to make that happen. Um, it's probably okay like it. Dak in a first for Burrow in a second. Something. Oh like man, that. do you want to hear something crazy? Since week six. Dak Prescott has one game under Didn't twenty. Let me give me a chance to finish. Yeah. Didn't give me a chance to answer. <laughs> yeah. I love crazy. Will you marry me? Do you want to hear something even crazier? Yes. Oh, uh, thank you, Russ. <laughs> uh, 27, 32, 32, 43, 18, oh, 36. Those are yeah. dominant. Dominant. That's a lot of points. Yeah. Man, I may need to go trade for Dak. In a couple of places. All right, that that's it for quarterback. I didn't write down who else is doing what, so I don't know who goes next. Travis has running back. I do have running back, and uh, I want to talk about the man of the hour, uh, Kyron Williams, coming off of IR, and just absolutely smashes this past week. Yeah, and uh, he's been doing that basically every time he's even on the field. I mean, he's we mentioned on a, on a couple of different shows just kind of in passing or like as a comparative player but it's just like what he, he his value is rising very quickly um and i know what his draft capital was i know what his 40 time was but i don't care like we way back in 2020 we knew that kyron williams was pretty special every time he had the opportunity he kind of just smashed in college it was it was fantastic two years in a row uh came out and you know, had a poor combine and, and draft season, uh, fell in the draft way further than we thought he might be uh, falling. And frankly, throughout the, the process, for many, he was running back three, running back four. Um, and when the draft hit, it, that that changed because we have to, you know, face the reality of what later round hit rates are for running backs. But still, uh, he's producing now and he's got the opportunity now. And it seems like he's probably going to be the back beyond this year. Uh, so what what are you guys doing with Kyron? Because I mean, like with pick wise in the calculator right now, he's basically the equivalent of you know the one point one zero, like the ten, like the tenth pick uh, for next spring. And so you're talking about like comparing him to next year's class. We're saying that we might prefer Trayvon Henderson, maybe, and then like Kyron Williams would be like the, the equivalent of you know we prefer him over the running back two next spring. Um, and if we're talking about like a, f- a further out first, like he's even more valuable than just a random 2025 mid first projection uh, right now. He's 16.8 in the calculator. 2025 mid first is 15.5 and a 2024 10th overall rookie pick is 17. So it's almost dead even on the, the 10th pick. It will like late first versus Kyron Williams. What are you guys doing there? All right, so John, I mean, like you have this exact situation right now. Let's say you don't want to give up Burrow. You want to hold on to Andrews. You still have your first. Would you send it for Kyron to bulk up the rest of your team to ride with those quarterbacks? Uh, I mean, (laughs) the whole as soon as you said Kyron, I thought championship contending first. That's what you'd have to give for him. And it's probably not a bad move, especially for somebody who plays running backs like I do where – I wait as long as I can to give up my championship contending first, specifically to get a running back at the end. I know I'm pissing away my pick for just a very short-term rental at the running back position. Um, 
I still don't want to do it. I, I mean, he's the, got. I want it, the pick. I, I, I want to do it for like anything, like two two seconds. Like, can I give a player plus a sec, like some youngish wide receiver, uh, like Marvin Mims, who people like but hasn't done much. Can I give like Marvin Mims plus a pick to get the Kyron, something like that? I just, man, giving up my first, I really, I almost want like an older wide receiver. <laughs> That uh, we're talking about how dominant he's, he's been, though. I know, like, I like know it's it's 158 yards from scrimmage and 204 yeah. yards from scrimmage in his last two games. He has he has over 100 yards from scrimmage in four games. He's got like multiple touchdowns in four games. He has, you know, like 120. Uh, you know, no, it's 100 and uh, 109. Sorry, 109 yards from scrimmage per game this year. Like over three catches per game too. So it's like he it's not just like rushing production. So he's he he's a, an absolute bell cow back yeah. right I mean, now that, and he's 23 probably the right he's 23 move. so like he's yeah. he's gonna be around per it's game rb2 right you said per game rb2 mm-hmm. that's pretty nasty yeah so uh on hn is the per game rb3 and that is with two games with 1.9 and 1.5 points and why is it that we're like? I mean, I okay. So I had I have AJ like almost everywhere. Like I had him in all my college, like campus to Canton leagues, everything like that for the most part. I'm high on him, but like I'm not sure why we're super confident that he's like so so much better of a value even than yeah. like Williams because he put up 50 points <laughs> one time, right? I mean, he's, he's and he's yeah, super fast. they're probably like, closer than they because 110 for HN would be like a smash. Obviously, I give that. Uh, yeah, I mean it, it. It probably is the right move. I just feel like I should. I would want to go elsewhere. I immediately want I mean, to go. Just hate at running that. backs. It's fine. You hate, you it hate is. Them. It's running backs. It really <laughs> yeah. is. And like I have HN in that league. Uh, I have ETN. I have Gibbs. I have Pacheco. So in that particular league, I have Rashad White. Like I have a whole bunch of running backs. Like no, I'm in that particular league. I'm not giving it up. In a league where I have, you know, one running back and then I'm like throwing Zach Moss or some crap out there is my second one. That probably way more so. I would feel more I would feel more comfortable doing it. And I do. Like I legit have teams that have gotten into the playoffs and I have been playing just a crappy running back too. It's probably the best move to go ahead and just suck it up, get Kyron Williams. Like you said, next year. It's. I don't think it's a sure thing, but I think it is a pretty likely thing that he is the back there. My question is, I don't know what that offense is going to be. Um, hopefully Stafford's back. I don't think they're better without Stafford, I, but I don't know that they're with Stafford. So, like, I have question marks about the offense. The coaching is always just not like running backs. Uh, from a standpoint of they just seem to, you know, turn them over quickly, uh, granted. Cam Akers got injured and all that, but like, so there's a little hesitancy. It's probably the right move. I'll have to look through my other teams. Kyron Williams is probably the one I should target. That's probably better than trying to go get, you know, winter time Derrick Henry, who seems to be um, old man winter Derrick Henry now. So. You had a couple touchdowns. I know. Thank God. Yeah, I know. Seriously. I needed him. <laughs> I needed him. <laughs> yeah. He sure didn't have like, you know, the 150 yards. No. Uh, you might never again. No, All right, so what's the list look like? Okay, Actually, no. So the, first, would you do the one eleven for Kyron? I would. Figured. All right. Yeah. So, what's the list look like? How high up would you go? Since you you probably know the most on the rookie 
scale for next year, like what what pick what first would you stop at? I mean, right now we don't really know like where we're gonna finish, right? It's like the correct. I think in most my leagues, if I'm like you, I'm super overconfident about it, and I'm a playoff team, like oh, obviously it's going to be 109 to 112. But I would be really disappointed if it got up in that uh, the 106, 107, even 108, uh, just because I know because I know where the the wide receiver class is right now, and so that's that's the crazy thing. So right right now it's it's looking more like three super elite quarterback options, uh, and then like a half dozen interesting wide receivers that uh, seem pretty lockish. Uh, you know, one's going to go to the Titans and be a, a dumpster fire, but, you know, so maybe five. So 1.08, I think when, once we get up in that range, I'm kind of disappointed for sure. So if you have um, a playoff buy, you feel pretty good about it. Yeah. If, I play, if, if, if you don't you have a playoff, playoff buy, it's a little risky. It's pretty risky, yeah. All right. Yeah. <clears throat> but, okay, here's the list. You guys ready? And it's kind of all over the place in terms of how, how the ranks actually work because I wanted to have the conversation. We already kind of talked about one of them. But Devon A-Chain is uh, the, the top of the list. And then uh, Rashad White. Kyron Williams, of course. Javante Williams. And Brian Robinson. All of them are 24 years or younger. Uh, Devon Aching, obviously being the young, youngest as a rookie, he's 22, but Kyron's 23, Javante is 23, actually, still. My, Brian Robinson's 24, Rashad White is 24. Like, they're, they're all still, you know, we, we like to throw running backs out the window, uh, once they're like, you know, over the age of 20, I guess. Uh, but, but seriously, they're, they're still going to be around, it seems, for at least this year and next in most cases here. So, how would you guys rank those five? I'm ranking them in the order in which you read them. Really? Okay. Yeah. Um, which makes it nice and easy for me. So, <laughs> I, well, no, that's a lie because I wrote Kyron Williams down first because I just, I made, I started the list before you started talking because I knew he was on it. Right. Um, so it's Kyron Williams, Devon Achan, Rashad White, Javante Williams, Brian Robinson. Um Kyron scoring is what it is. And yes, you know, McVeigh has absolutely shown that he does not care about bringing in running backs, but he's just doing so well with all of this that even if they bring someone in, it's going to be fingers crossed for depth because they don't have any at all. You know, Williams got hurt and they had to bring Henderson off the couch to come in and play. Yeah. Right? <laughs> Promptly sent him back. Yeah, they did. Uh, he um, and then Achan because we've seen what his ceiling is. Rashad White is apparently good now. I mean, like he was good for three seconds and then blah, and then now he's good again. So that's cool. And they have a, the Bucks have a lot more worries than running back to go and replace him right now. Anyway, I just think Javante Williams is better than Brian Robinson, and I think it's easier and more likely to have changeover in Washington right now than it would be in Denver. So I think Brian Robinson being good might not be enough to keep his job over Javante Williams being a better talent. And the fact that Sean Payton's not going to leave right now. Yeah. Hmm. Okay. So Interesting. I, so right in that order. So the, the order again was a Jane, uh, Rashad White, Kyron Williams, Javante Williams, and Brian Robinson in, in that order? No, no, no. I had Kyron first. So Kyron first. Okay, gotcha. 
See, I had it in the way I wrote it oh, down. Oh, yeah, yeah. I, I, got I always you. just write down the Kyron name. at the top. Kyron at the top. Kyron's number one. Yeah. Nice. I have HN over Kyron. <laughs> you would. Uh, yes. I have Brian Robinson fifth, Javante fourth. Two and three are extremely difficult for me to decide, honestly. Um, I don't know that I would give like one for the other in any scenario. Like they're that they're very even to me. Like if I have white, I'm not offering white for Chiron. If I have Chiron, I'm not offering Chiron for white. So like yeah. I don't I don't know how to separate them, honestly. Um yeah. I, I don't know that there's really a difference at all um for me. So you can for for your bookkeeping purposes, Russ, mm-hmm. make it challenging. I'll put I'll make it go white and then Chiron. That's my rationale is because then Russ has to write something different. <laughs> Literally, I have I have no preference between the two. They're running backs. They're running backs. <laughs> like <laughs> one oh, place for the Bucks and one place for the Rams. Even the teams are they like that doesn't break a tie for me. <laughs> I love how John's fifth was the easiest thing ever. Oh, there's a guy in the oh, commanders. Yeah. Yep, last. Yeah. Throw him at the throw him at the bottom. I thought he would be the last one, and and he's not. He's the only one in this bunch that hasn't been like one of my favorite players in their in his respective draft class. Uh, so I just didn't know where he was with you guys. But yeah, Brian Robinson is kind of like the bottom of the barrel, easy decision for me. Yeah. And then after that, uh, kind of clear ish four, but I still like Javante Williams. It you know it's Javante Javante Williams at four, uh, and then Rashad White is just not. So he was like my favorite running back in that in his class. I just really liked, and he kind of rose late, and he was interesting and got day two capital. But you know, I just loved his his story and how how productive he was at Arizona State, and he didn't really get the love he got um, he deserved because you know he plays in the Pac twelve, played in the Pac twelve, and you know all his games started at like nine thirty p.m. Eastern time, and so I, I was all about him coming out, but he's just not been even efficient with with the volume. So he's got he's got the volume now, but he's still. You know, this this past week, I guess he was, but uh, overall, uh, I think I would prefer Kyron, and so he's kind of a clear three, Rashad White, that is, and then I think I put Kyron and and A Chain like right there, one A one B for me, and I lean A Chain just because of his ridiculous uh, top end speed and elite kind of uh, just playmaking ability uh, after contact and. Even even at his size, actually, like coming out of Texas A&M, I don't think people understood. They just saw his, his his size and they thought, oh, he can't be a feature back. He can't do this. He can't do that. But he was like taking two, like almost 250 touches in his final season in the SEC and being the entirety of the offense. Uh, and he was the more efficient back, you know, even when he was sharing with Spiller and he was younger. Like everything that he did in college said, hey, he's going to hit. And by the way, he can run like 23 miles an hour with the ball in his hand. Um, and so to me, I I really I give him the slight edge just because I love his elite traits and what we've already seen from him. But I think it's much closer than uh, the current dynasty consensus value between him and Kyron Williams for sure. So AJ in first, Kyron second, but it's 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 very close. Rashad White, Javante Williams, and then forty seven steps down, Brian Robinson. I love when we have the player we're talking about, all three of us in different spots. It just <laughs> Makes me feel like it was probably a good conversation, even though John just did it to screw with me. Uh, but speaking of John, um, I don't even know what position you ended up with. So what do you got? Wide receiver. So we've talked about some really, really good players so far this show. Let's keep that up, actually. Yay! Yes! See, what a setup. We're John putting us on the roller coaster right there. Jackson Smith 
Njigba. Mm. His value has dropped a little. A little. I'll take it. Oh, yeah, me too, for sure. <laughs> uh, comes in on the calculator at the 108, right, where Travis was talking about this is kind of a cutoff point. The 108 is 21 points in the calculator, if that matters. But um, the 108 or JSN. I'll, I'll take JSN. Um, of course, not knowing nearly what Travis knows. So his, his you know, valuations here will be a lot probably more helpful. But JSN is very, 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 very good. If you thought about it and paid attention, you'd realize that at least the first half to three quarters of the season was not going to be his time. And it hasn't been. But the past couple of games, he's been getting targets and he's been doing stuff with them. He hasn't put it all together to have that big game and a touchdown at all to like to put up like a 20 something point fantasy game, which is probably why his value yeah. is staying low. But I'm in, I'm still in on JSN very, very easily. Yeah, that's tough. Uh, and we, uh, let me just, yeah, let, let's talk about, you know, if you're looking at the wide receivers next year right now, and I'm, I'm about to post this even just later today. Uh, just because I did the updated kind of scrape of all the, the mocks that are in existence right now. And so, like, we, we look at the last 100 mock drafts in the last eight weeks. You can get a pretty good idea of consensus uh, draft uh, value right now. And as of today, there are actually six consensus first-round wide receivers. Marvin Harrison Jr., uh, slam dunk generational prospect. And when I say generational, I'm not just saying that like he might be. Malik Neighbors, uh, looks like he's a top 10 pick. Uh, out of LSU has been absolutely dominant. One of the main reasons that Jaden Daniels is probably going to win the Heisman uh, this year uh, out of LSU. Keon Coleman, Florida State. He's a jump ball specialist that would have been great in 2003. I'm not really interested in him. Um, <laughs> you know, a lot of people, uh, you know, are, are going to pump him up because like he, he's made some really silly highlight catches and then just disappears for three quarters and 14 minutes. Um, so good luck with that. Roma Dunze. Uh, yeah. Uh, Roma Dunze, you know, he's he's been fantastic for Washington. One of the main reasons that they've actually been as good as they are and are probably going to sneak into the college football playoff if they can make it past Oregon this year. He's a consensus slam dunk first round pick. Uh, and he can win at the point of catch. And he's got a fantastic production profile. I would really prefer to have on him on a lot of my rosters. Emeka Ibuka, teammate of Marvin Harrison Jr., uh, has been hurt most of this season. But I had a slam dunk like 95th plus percentile kind of production year just a year ago in year two. Uh, and it's still obviously a slam dunk first round pick. There's there's basically five absolute locks for first round capital. And then you get into a tier of Xavier Worthy, who's incredibly fast. Uh, and his teammate, teammate Adonai Mitchell, uh, kind of a bigger bodied play, um, you know, in the, the Keon Coleman uh Kind of mixed, so he's just discount Keon Coleman. Probably goes much later. He's a second round projection right now, and then Xavier uh, Leggett, who is absolutely terrible and has no place in this conversation, but uh, he is actually going to be this year's Jonathan Mingo, and then Troy Franklin, who's uh, you know an absolute stud speedster, who I would prefer over Leggett, over Mitchell, uh, and maybe over a, a few in that first kind of tier as well. There's just a lot of guys to be interest, interested in this year. Not to mention Brian Thomas Jr., teammate of Malik. Neighbors, like there's 10 guys that are currently consensus top 50 NFL draft picks today at the wide receiver position. So with that said, I would still prefer Jackson Smith and Jigba because he was an absolute <laughs> monster uh, as a prospect as well. Like if I was trying to rank him, he'd probably be like right there 
wide receiver three-ish among all the players that I just mentioned behind only Marvin Harrison Jr. and Malik Neighbors. And so if that's the case, and I would for, prefer all three quarterbacks maybe ahead of him, yeah, you, you're, you're talking like probably still 1.06-ish if he was in next year's class. I love it. I'm definitely taking JSN. Like he was, I love him. So, I mean, I, I can't believe that he has fallen to the 108. I mean, to me, that's, I was shocked when I looked up his value and, and that's what it was. Uh, I, I, I don't know how you can knock him down that far. Yes. He's not had like a super productive year. He's not been like terrible. He's not like Quentin Johnston level bad. Right. Um, so, like, he has shown some signs of, you know, productivity. There's two other pretty good receivers on that team. They're not always going to be on that team, you don't think. I mean, eventually it has to end for Tyler Lockett, right? Um, so I I am <laughs> I am, for, for my fantasy teams, I guess I hope not, because I have Lockett on just ever since uh, Harmon hyped him, like, I don't know, it feels like a decade ago at this point. Uh, so I have a ton of locket. Um, yeah, JSN pretty easily for me here. All right, the list <clears throat> to cause Russ pain. The list to cause Russ pain. So we have a couple of rookies along with him. Zay Flowers and Jordan Addison. We also have Devonta Smith. And let's throw T. Higgins in on the list here too. I'm just curious. I wow, you're going, a jerk. I know. All right. T. Higgins. Hey, it's it's going to hurt me too because I think we're both going to have T. Higgins in the same spot and it's going to cause pain to us. <sighs> but I, I'm curious. Man, I, Russ, I, you I, go first, man. <laughs> I'm curious. Like, I really want to know where JSN ranks, but I also yeah. am very curious where Zay Flowers currently ranks I on put, this list. I put Devonta one and then I'm frozen. I don't even know if I. I think uh, I think there is a, a top tier of three here to me, and I don't know how you, I don't know that it's dead set that Devonta could should be number one on it. Oh, to he, me is, he, he is for he is for me too, but um, I can yeah. I wouldn't be shocked if others went another way. Yeah, that's I tough. legit have no idea what to do. Okay, so I have my five and four. I'm going to talk, I'll talk through this. I'm just going to go. So Devonta Smith is one to me, and that's actually very easy. I'm going to put Jordan Addison two. Because even... Never mind then. We're going to be so five. different. I have him four. See, like Jordan Addison, like, again, he's really, 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 really good. And if this has not been the season we thought it was going to be for Minnesota in general. But I mean... He's been doing like, when Kirk Cousins was there, he was doing really well after uh Jefferson went out. When Dobbs came in those first two games and it was all nice and new and exciting, he was doing really well and things are settling back to earth and he's he's doing okay. But I, again, I believe in the player and he's having a better season than Smith and Jigba is, which again assumed I'm still putting Smith and Jigba over Zay Flowers. Um, so I'm putting him third. Uh, it, it helps Zay Flowers' value that he crushed it this week. 
with uh, Mark Andrews out, but Mark Andrews is coming back and Mark Andrews is going to be fine. Mark Andrews is young. It doesn't matter, you know? So, I mean, Zay Flowers had a great start to the season and then just disappeared. Like he, he turned into what exactly we thought wide receivers in Baltimore were going to be. Uh, that offense absolutely can get better, but you know, first year with a new coordinator and all that stuff. And Lamar has been having up and down, but so after I'm going to put T Higgins fourth and say flowers fifth. Oh, I think you're very wrong. I love your devotion to T Higgins. I, I hate this list so much, but I mean like T Higgins is okay. So yeah, he's been hurt a lot this season. We had one game with a healthy T. Higgins and healthy Joe Burrow, and Higgins went six for 110. And then either he stays with Joe Burrow, and that's awesome. That's not going to happen. Or, like, just can't afford him. or he's going to go pick a team, which he will most likely be the wide receiver one on which we've seen he's capable of being. So, like Carolina hmm, or something. I don't. And we saw how good Adam Thielen was doing as the wide receiver one in Carolina. So. Put someone 10 years younger and with a different what if skill it's set. the Giants? Then I will get to ghosting T. Higgins play in real life whenever I felt like it. That's what I hear. Um, double care. I'm double disappointed. That would, that would, what if it's the Cardinals? What if it's what if it's the Texans? There are positive what ifs too. I'm just saying. I was about to say, like, I would love those two. Um <laughs> yes. I know I was just but I wanted to start with the negative. So I either I don't see what the positives, but I either negative. want him on Carolina because I'm buying, you know, that nice green zero cal I hate that it's zero, but I'm getting that Calvin Ridley jersey. And I either want it to be the Carolina blue next to it, or just keep the green going and let T. Higgins go to Jacksonville and just have my favorite wide receiver core ever. <laughs> of T. Higgins, Calvin Ridley, and Christian Kirk. Like the only way it could get better is if Keenan Allen got traded and went over to to Jacksonville at that point. Like that's the only thing that could make it better. Travis, what's your list look like? Okay, so uh, I would actually have T. Higgins at the bottom, but it's not like a big drop off. It's not like you know we just got done talking about the running backs and Brian Robinson was like twenty seven stories down. Like that's not the case here um, with T. Higgins. I just do put him at the bottom. I do have Devontae Smith barely, barely at the top. It's not as, as clear to me exactly. Uh, second up, I actually have Jordan Addison. Uh, third, Jackson Smith and Jigba. Fourth, Zay Flowers. Fifth, T. Higgins. But Jordan Addison actually made us think that Kenny Pickett was good, guys. Like that. <laughs> can you imagine how good? How good of a wide receiver do you have to be? To make Kenny Pickett look good, like oh, oh my god, gosh, what man. if T Higgins ended up in Pittsburgh? Oh, that would be a nightmare. You yeah, shut, you shut your mouth. I mean, <laughs> Jordan Addison, though, man, he was so freaking good. He won the Bletnikoff in 2021. Goes to USC uh, with Caleb Williams and was is was hurt basically the whole year and was still the wide receiver one there. And uh, goes out and just balls in his first opportunity this year has more than a half dozen touchdowns already, like almost 700 receiving yards. And yes. Justin Jefferson is going to come back. And yes, he's probably going to stay, uh, you know, second fiddle there. But I think that particular duo, Justin Jefferson and Jordan Addison, are probably going to be one of those that every single year, it's like, you know, there's like four pairs, four or five pairs of wide receivers who are both in the, inside the top 20, 24-ish kind of wide receivers. And it's just going to be those two, like for a long time. And, and Jordan Addison is just fantastic. So I think 
he's a little bit safer than than uh, Smith and Jigba at this point. But Smith and Jigba in, in the upside, uh, that is his profile, his skill set, and Tyler Lockett is almost thirty two, I guess, at this point. So, I mean, he was he came out of college in what 20, 2014, 2015? Like it's just it's been a long time. So like he's he's been around and he's not going to be around for much longer. Sorry, John. But uh, so. <laughs> I mean, so yeah, Jack, I, Jack, I've been counting the days. Yeah, and he's probably going to be that guy in the offense there. So, you know, splitting time with, with, with in targets with DK Metcalf, but so I think Addison and Jason are like right there next to each other. And I really like Flowers, and so it's not a knock against him. I have a bunch of Flowers because he was like the the cheaper option um, as people swung for the fences with Quentin Johnson instead. Good job, guys. Yeah, good job. <laughs> <laughs> I went about 50-50 because I didn't know yeah. which way to go. 75-25 uh, for me. Oh. Yeah, I have, I have so much Zay Flowers. It's silly because I had a bunch of them from my C2C leagues too because I lived them in college. But inside, so I did not actually think. I was not bullish. I didn't think he was going to be a first-rounder. But, hey, that worked out. But, uh, yeah, so it's just clear kind of uh, like just, just a shade below Addison and J- Jackson Smith and Jigba for me there but yeah this is a great question because uh really makes me think about that that trio of wide receivers in, uh, in the first round all right how are you gonna hurt me john oh uh, not too bad i have devonta number one um <laughs> i i don't think it's as easy as you made it uh sounded like it was a little bit easier for me than travis though <laughs> so i'm somewhere in between but he's still number one uh t higgins is number five on the list don't get me wrong i like t higgins quite a bit uh, I have Addison fourth. All right. Do you have an oversized poster with signed jersey surrounded by autographed cards? Do you, <laughs> no. <laughs> do Do you like T. Higgins, John? Do you Do you really? I mean, that's why he's not like you. I don't really... <laughs> <laughs> not like you, Russ. Uh, I have Zay Flowers, or I've, I'm sorry, I have Addison fourth. I'm not ready to move him above JSN. He was never above JSN for me. Uh, I probably should. Zay Flowers, oh, sorry, JSN 2 and Zay Flowers 3 because I'm just going to be take-locked on JSN until it happens. Um, with you. Being able to get any of these players, though, at the 108 is the exact reason I don't want to go spend my first on Kyron Williams. <laughs> mm. Because what if um, what if I miss being that bye week and so my, my playoff pick looks like it could be the 108? Good Lord, can I go get JSN with it instead of Kyron Williams? Like, that's that was my drawback, I think, right there. Like, going through this discussion completely solidified why I don't want to spend my first on Kyron Williams. Because if, 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 it, if it can appear that my pick might be the 108, I can spin that in the JSN. Good Lord, like, what? that's such a better deal for yeah. me. I get that, up. but the competing thing. I know. Like, uh, the competing but, thing. Like, there's no way that you're going to plug in any of these wide receivers except for maybe Devontae Smith and be like, yeah, yeah this is going to push me over the top. Would you give JSN for Kyron Williams? No. Neither would I. But. Like, uh, close. That's, that's, I wouldn't give T. Higgins yeah. for Kyron Williams right now. Like, in T. Higgins and Kyron Williams, I bet you they're we know relatively, we know I bet they're relatively close in the calculator. I bet you they're close. <laughs> Yeah. I would rather give the 110 for T Higgins for what it's worth. Uh, the, you know, Kyron Williams is, is, is actually like four, three or four points below any of these guys in the, in the calculator. So yeah. still like uh, that's, I think that was the reasoning like my, and that was my final reasoning for yeah. what, and I, and I, why I would feel better giving 
you know, like a Marvin Mims and a pick that bridges that gap. Because mm-hmm. I just, I don't think Marvin Mims has with these wide receivers. Like there's a clear difference uh, in the tiers and just that's, it, there's a lot more risk in giving up a pick that could end up being like, maybe I could use that to get JSN. Good Lord. Rashi um, Rice, Josh Downs or Kyron, Kyron Williams. Yeah. I mean, right now I would give up either. I would give up Josh Downs or Rashi Rice for Kyron Williams. I think I would probably have to add to either of them, probably a mm-hmm. second. I think so. I think you find a rebuilding team, they'll probably take those wide receivers. Yeah, they might. Yeah. Uh, like if they if they just have Kyron and yeah, if they're rebuilding, sure, they probably would. And in that um, case, if yeah. I, if I had to give a second on top of them, like my contending second, then I don't feel bad at all. Because okay. let's say that I, I was just team. trying to like you said the tears. I was like, okay, how, let me think yeah. through this. Like these young wide receivers, like where is that then? But I think that's the kind of deal I would like to offer first. <laughs> They're probably going to come back and be like, no, we want your first. And it'll be like, uh, I'll just wait another week and see if I can get by again. Yes. John, we all want less. Puka. That, that's, that, that's, that's not, <laughs> I don't know that that is less is Josh downs in a second. That much less than it feels like it. It sure does. But doesn't that feel like it would be pretty fair for Kyron Williams? I, yeah, I think so. Puka or Kyron Williams. That's, that's it's Puka. it's Puka. Okay, just making sure. Just making sure. Yeah, I did not put him on this list, but I I was because he felt like he's just below this list to yeah. me, um, but not by a lot. Like he's if if he would have had a good game this week, or you know like if if he could if we could show some consistency. I mean, this was a bad week, a bad week. Like I would like to see. I, we need to see a bounce back. We need to see a recovery after a bad week. I need to see a, a good week followed by at least an okay week. Like let's not go up and down, up and down. Um, and then he could probably reach the level of wait, he's way outscoring JSN. Sorry. <laughs> oh, dang it. <laughs> uh, I mean, he only gonna... has more than double the receiving yards. And I was about to say he, he, he's close to the receiving yards of Addison plus JSN. Yeah. Yeah. 108, though. Go get JSN. Go get JSN. All right. Well, we are going to close down the floor of Dynasty Wall Street. Russ Fisher at Dynasty Outhouse. John Bosch at John Bosch FF. Travis May at F. F. What's your man? FF underscore Travis May? Is that it's what? Just Travis that, M. Travis yeah, M. It's just FF underscore Travis M. Yeah. At FF underscore Travis. I'll remember that in like the next 12 to 15 shows. Yeah. But on that wonderful, beautifully professional note, ring the bell. We're out of here. Take all these wide receivers over, Bijan.